0: As you start maturing, you start seeing actually that the pen test can find things. And I think that the first time that an organization is doing a pen test and somebody's actually able to show you that what you thought is right is actually completely wrong, this is the wake up moment uh, for the first time.
1: Welcome to the DevSec for Startups podcast, the show that makes security a first class citizen for small businesses. My name is Jeremy Hess, head of developer relations at Achilles. The Secrets Management SaaS platform. This interview podcast brings security experts and practitioners together to offer practical and actionable ways for startups to implement security best practices using shift-left principles without interrupting developer life cycles. Very excited to welcome our latest guest on the podcast, Nitsan Ziv. He's the co-founder and CEO at Ox Security, a forward-thinking startup in the product security space. Now, Nitsan, you worked at Checkpoint for many years, and I want to get a little bit more into your background and what brought you to Ox security. Uh, but before we do that, let's get into a little bit more information, something, something that the audience could, could connect with. Just from your experience, uh, can you explain a little bit how product security has been done in startups uh, in the past, from your experience, what you've seen?
0: Sure. So... Uh, Over the past years, we we had the experience to work with uh, various kinds of companies, starting with fortune companies, down to startups that just started their journey right now. And we've seen that for everybody, product security is a difficult task. It requires a lot of manual processes, just understanding the details of everything that is going on. Uh, And startups are usually not equipped to do this, uh, especially as they don't have a dedicated security person at that stage. usually uh, have a person like this when they are i'll probably say somewhere around 100 maybe 200 employees only over there you start getting one dedicated security person so it's part of the engineering's work to actually do all of this and this leaves a lot of gap when it is um, managed in an ad hoc way and and this is what you usually see in startups by the way it's not that when you scale with the size of company it's perfect. You start seeing other challenges and everybody on the scale has those kinds of challenges.
1: Got it, got it. Okay, so we'll get more into that uh, in just a little bit, but before we do, Nitsan, uh, I'd love it if you just told us a little bit about your journey. Of course, like I mentioned earlier, Checkpoint for 10 plus years. uh, So you definitely have a lot of experience with large enterprise security. So tell us a little bit about that experience and then what brought you to, you know, to found Ox Security? Okay, so
0: yeah, for the past 10 years, I was the vice president for cybersecurity uh, in Checkpoint. It was a huge opportunity and a great honor to uh, mend this uh, position. We've done an amazing journey with uh, so many great people. Uh, So that was completely awesome, especially seeing such a successful company as Checkpoint doing this journey. Uh, doing the digital transformation and starting to evolve, uh, especially in in today's cloud and product security world, that that was absolutely amazing. What we've noticed is that as the development organization or the builders organization evolve, and and the difference between them is whether you're talking about just developers, also DevOps and additional functions, such as machine learning experts and more people that are working to build your product security or build the application, this is where it gets interesting. So we started seeing that there are more and more places that can be a for, especially with the recent um, security events. Such as uh, it started with uh, SolarWinds and then went to Log4j, and during the way we had Codecov. And on a weekly basis, you would find more and more of those issues. And just in the, over the past weeks, we've seen Nvidia, and uh, just uh, I think two days ago it was Ubisoft. So we're constantly seeing this more and more, especially with companies that are more evolved and have a bigger stake. So the journey that we had is actually, we started seeing this by just doing initial design reviews and pen tests and we've added tools. And this is on a broad sense, not just in Checkpoint, you started adding more and more tools and it started the process breaks. So somebody needs to pick up everything manually, and try to get it to the right developer and try to uh, chase the SLA. And it was very, very hard to actually get things done. And we saw that those risks are actually delivered into production. So in many cases, we see customers that they understand that any given moment in time, any number between 3% and up to 30% of their builds, either being released to, um, to the production with known security risks or that they need to delay the builds and actually deliver the the value later on in time just to fix those security issues so as we saw this going on and we started to see more and more gaps in actually covering the entire ecosystem, we started to understand it's it's broken and there must be a better approach to address
1: this problem yeah there's always there always seem to be gaps to fill so it's uh it's very important that we always think forward and uh it seems like OX is taking that challenge uh, head on. So good luck with that. And uh, you know, let's, let's move forward here now, talk a little bit more uh, about you know, developer life cycle and uh, the development life cycle. Um, so a question that I have here is, what do you think the typical startup SDLC looks like these days?
0: Okay, so I think that right now, every new startup that we have the opportunity to, to speak with um, are starting to build everything as a cloud native. So you'd see the code repository as being either um, GitHub, GitLab, uh, maybe some Bitbucket, recently we started seeing some more Azure repo and everybody chooses those kinds of code repositories. Now, as you start to think about automating your CI CD, we're starting to see more and more startups building everything as an automated path from day one. So. You have the entire build system automated. Uh, they would choose um, some kind of a CI CD, whether it's an integrated component, like you've got in GitLab and GitHub, or using Jenkins, Steam CD, and, and many more that we encounter. And then they need to actually script everything or build those kinds of things. And you would see probably the DevOps doing this, uh, building the pipeline, making sure that everything is in, in track, and then what we notice is that you start having a few good tens or maybe even hundreds of repositories and it becomes extremely hard just to keep track of whether you've done the right things just to automate the build itself. At that stage when you've got something already up and running, maybe you've got the first tens customers, uh, you started thinking about what do you need to add to the security. So I think that right now everybody is kind of using some kind of a code analysis or something very basic. It might be an open source. It might be something integrated to your environment. Uh, And then we started seeing software composition just to make sure that you've got the right open source. I think that most of the repositories that you would see right now have have these capabilities integrated. So you're kind of getting it out of the box. You just need to tick the right cases. Um, as the organizations mature, we started to see more tools being added, we started seeing more configurations being added, more scans being added, and then you started building the value. Uh, what we've seen with a lot of customers is that the point in time that they actually have a plan or program saying this is how we're doing going to do product security is further along, meaning year five of the company, year seven of the company. And until every, then, everything is just built on ad hoc things that people connected, and hopefully the process kind of work, But um, it's not uh, it's not very really a tight program, I would say.
1: Right. So we definitely need to figure out ways to put security more in the hands of developers, where they're able to, of course, without too much effort, integrate security into their life cycles. Exactly. So
0: we would actually distinguish between two different stages. the stage where the development organization holds the security, uh, usually it's being driven by the CTO or somebody very technical, maybe the VP of engineering. Um, And then there there is a transition when there is a first dedicated person just doing this as a full-time job, and then things get more organized as a program versus, oh, we have an exposure here, I've heard a lot about this and this. Why don't we integrate this product? And then it becomes something that is not necessarily tight in the ability to actually control the entire
1: ecosystem. Got it. So there definitely needs to be a lot of uh, communication from one stage to the next to make sure that things are, are flowing seamlessly. Otherwise, you just have a drop and then you never know what vulnerabilities you're leaving open as you move from one stage to the next.
0: I would say it's even more than that. You don't even know what are the issues uh, that you need to fix. Just knowing them and fixing them is, is, is relatively a good part to be. I mean, you already know, and then you can choose if you've got time, what are the things that might do the maximum impact? But I think that in the beginning stages, it's usually that you don't have a good picture. Uh, everybody is kind of working under the assumption that, hey, we're still small. Everybody still owns the code. The first developers are still with us. Um, So they know what they're doing. You brought in some awesome guys they definitely know. But then as you start maturing, you start seeing actually that the pen test can find things. And I think that the first time that an organization is doing a pen test and somebody is actually able to show you that what you thought is right is actually completely wrong, this is the wake-up moment uh, for the first time.
1: Wow. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think are some of those and, we, and we've talked to think about some of them, but what do you feel are some of the most basic product security issues that startups should be dealing with You know, from day one? So
0: I would split it into different categories. Uh, I think that the first one is having the right development process. So it means making sure that you have somebody reviewing your designs. Um, so if in day number one, you're doing a design without any consideration of security then as you scale, you're going to have a lot of different issues, just design issues. Uh, It might be authentication to the services. It might be places that your databases are exposed and, and there's no segregation between functions and no right thinking about microservices and how they're communicating with each other or where do you hold your keys. So there are a lot of different issues and we're currently helping a few organizations that started this way actually to correct themselves But then it's it's a long investment because you need to take X amount of work and then just gradually do those changes. Um, And it's more painful to just do it after you you bake the cake. So it's something that you need to get into the dough before you you put it into the oven. Uh, So we started seeing manual processes about the design and then having the pen test at the end to make sure that you've got things in place, making sure that you are doing code reviews with somebody that actually has an experience doing code review and has the security consideration in place, threat modeling. So that would be the human part of it. Then you need to think about automation because security by itself is just reduction of risk, making sure that you won't get hit. Uh, And it's a completely statistical uh, point of view saying, everybody will get hit at some point or another. So you need to think about, okay, how do I reduce this exposure uh, in the beginning. So you have automated tools like software composition and study code analysis and dynamic assessment and cloud security posture. And so you need to take a lot of things into consideration. Mm-hmm. and need to understand how you can actually do it with a startup budget. So a startup can't afford like $700,000 buying a huge branded uh, platform to do cloud security or uh, doing it for Uh, just um, code scanning, because they they need a lot of different components, so they need to think of how do I get from point A to point B, from round A to B to C in the most secure way, with the least amount of effort in terms of headcount investment, and hopefully also capital investment, so people, then tools, and processes, those are things that uh, definitely we need to take into account.
1: And of course we all know that at the end of the day you know, you could have the tools and processes in place, but if the people aren't following the guidelines, that's usually kind of like the lowest common denominator of uh, of issues when it comes to you know attacks, right? I mean, you're finding a way through some sort of manual process that was done. Somebody, you know, put some code they didn't realize somewhere, or you know, put it in production, whatever it was, right? So I I'd probably say yes,
0: people. Um, is the last component of the um, three but I think that if we're counting on people to actually do this we didn't build a process in the right way Um, the reason for that is in most startups there is a huge growth in headcount and how would you think about doing security training you'd probably say yeah when somebody boards I'll do one day on security maybe have some kind of program, maybe a learning system. But then as you get to work three months down the road from that point in time, you're going to forget a lot of things. You didn't understood everything. Uh, You took some assumptions that somebody uh, that did your code before you maybe already have done, and you're not going to understand this and get into the details. So definitely counting on people to understand and follow up is extremely hard. I, I don't know a lot of places that this model actually works. Uh, This is where a guided security is always the case. So we see companies, more mature companies, um, having guilds of security champions and more security architects to help with this. But this stays usually in the theory level and the translation from theory to actual um, work. It's super complicated. I know just a few companies that are really hitting this uh on, on the head making sure that they can actually influence this on a daily basis super hard super high investment i think this is a way for post-ipo companies it's not
1: for startups yeah definitely so talk take taking that same thread uh a little further you we talking about automating as much as possible and taking that stuff out of human hands how does uh OX security, and you can give us a little bit of uh, more detail possibly if you want about what you do and how you do it. Um, how do you make those processes more automated to ensure the security of uh, of a product? Okay, so
0: I'll take you one step backwards. So what we see is that there is a ratio between the amount of dedicated security personnel versus builders. So the the question is, where are you in this ratio? I think that the more mature and security-oriented organization would probably have a ratio of any number between 40 developers to one product security dedicated person. In most cases, you'll probably see the ratio in the ranges of 1 to 100, maybe 1 to 200. Then you get to the place that you can't do everything right. You don't have the time to do this. You don't have the time to track it. Uh, I don't have the time to innovate and, and think about how do I actually automate it. So as organizations scale, you start seeing more and more developers as part of the security organization to actually automate those processes. So this is where the organization are maturing. And when you look on the, uh, I would say probably most innovative software security companies or software companies with security orientation, you would see huge amount of development just to automate internal processes. What we're trying to achieve is actually getting you a platform to do product security with this automation. So you won't need to invest so much headcount and time and thinking to get this right. I think it's transformation that we've seen in other, uh, I would say, places or markets such as the XDR and incident response and and SAR. Um, So we started seeing this in other fields, but product security is kind of lagging right now. And for us to do this, and from, I would say, probably 200 customers that we have been working with in, in some some kind of capacity, um, they're kind of repeating this. Only about 10% out of them feel that they've got us right. But this is with huge investment, meaning some of them might have 20, 25 uh, dedicated developer as part of their security team, just automating things. And we think that there's a better way to do this from the beginning to the end, Absolutely. taking into account what should be... The framework? How do we get people to actually drive the KPI of security? How do we make sure that you don't have any exposures throughout the entire process? What would be the minimum security that you say, I feel comfortable with, with this level versus the investment that I'm willing to do at this point in time? And then you can actually play with the balance saying, okay, I want to automate this. And, and these are the things that uh, Ox can help you starting with integrating to your CICD, making sure that security is not something that you constantly need to ask, I would say favors or organizational favors from other entities such as the DevOps to integrate to your pipeline, having a central place controlled by the security organization, um, making sure that you've got this right or a single person from engineering can actually see the entire picture, all the projects associated with a security architect or security champion. So you can have everything covered Instead of you inventing things, we can do this for you
1: as a full journey. Great. Absolutely. sounds good. So uh, one of the questions I always like to ask security startups is, you know, do you eat your own dog food, right? Do you implement your own product in your own processes?
0: Oh, so definitely. Uh, So we are in the stage that uh, all of our developers are using our IDE plugin, So as they're developing, they can actually see the issues. Uh, We're tracking the KPI. So we've started just implementing the KPI, I'll probably say a month ago. Uh, So that is month number five from company right now. So when we've done analysis, we started seeing graph going up for the first four months on, on security exposures And we deployed the IDE, and then we started seeing that the line is not going up. And actually now we're starting to see it going down. Uh, So every company that we installed with so far, you see a continuously accumulating graph of security issues. Um, And what we are helping to do is actually stop this curve, making sure that there's awareness and, and get this KPI down on the risk exposure actually working with the builders, explaining to them within the IDE, how does this help? Why is it important? What's the easy fix that we can offer them? Making sure that we eliminate secrets, we eliminate code issues, software composition, deployment issues, cloud issues. So you can actually get a full picture per project or per application saying this is how we ensure that there's a good security. It helps with the reporting. It helps with dialogue. And most importantly, it, it helps with the discussions that security needs to do with uh, developers and the negotiation of saying, is it important? Why is it important? What's the context? It's not connected to the internet. We've been in hundreds of those discussions and it's tedious and, and we try to avoid this uh, by actually showing the proof in the initial stage saying, that this is the exposure. This is why we think it's important. This is the potential impact. And it's really easy to fix it. Let's just do it together. We'll show you how, and maybe even do it for you
1: might even automate a solution for it or have something that's already built in that would just automatically close some some hole that was found pretty quickly
0: yeah exactly just making sure that the developers themselves can have an easy access to the solution that will synchronize the expectations of security and the actual developers any places that you don't have the security dedicated We're actually providing those uh, issues or policies out of the box saying, this is what we recommend as a best practice. And as you will scale, we want to make sure that we prepare you security-wise towards the IPO, so you won't get to the place that you're going to have a lot of security uh, exposures. And we've seen even recently a few companies that were pre-IPO that had a security incident. It really hurted them in the preparation for the IPO.
1: Sounds like it could definitely be a, a burden for sure. So, uh, the last question I'll ask is something that I have to ask all of our guests, guests, <laughs> which is: Can you give us one or two tips um, for improving developer security specifically? That's you know will you know be able to implement relatively easily now at early stage. That would you know with minimum minimum amount of disruption to developer work and developer life cycles
0: so i would probably start with uh, just thinking about security and what does it mean to you as a company so it's not about doing this or installing a certain tool it's about thinking what is the framework that i'm adopting it might be something extremely simplistic from the beginning it might be just something like all i want to do at day number one is make sure that i've got code review just as a beginning or maybe some kind of uh a design, a secure design, i would probably say, start with the basic, just make sure that you don't have any architectural problems. Those are things that are extremely hard to fix later on, especially while you're scaling. Taking headcount from current investment in creating features and reallocating them to do refactoring, that is usually something that everybody hates. And it's better sometimes to invest a few more hours in the design Maybe even hiring somebody to do this for you just as a security design review. Just start with this. If you need one thing to begin with, just start by understanding what you need to do. Uh, it's way more painful. Then I would probably say there are easy checks to, to do. Um, you can do them with open source if you don't want to invest a lot of money, such as making sure dependencies, um, just basic vulnerabilities. Those are things that can be done without any investment or can be done with a very low investment. I think that there are great ways to do this. Um, By the way, we we are offering a free tier for startups that they can can get this from us without any payments, especially as they are just starting their journey. So they can have everything secured from day number one. Uh, I think it's super important, especially in day number one or in, in the year number one of the company to build things right. That That's the the first number tip, just not tools, not processes, just making sure that you've got two things in place. That's it.
1: Got it. Fantastic. Those are some uh, very valid and solid tips that I think uh, every startup should definitely consider looking at from day one. So, uh, Nitsan, it was uh, really great speaking to you. Uh, best of luck with uh, Ox Security. Um, looking forward to seeing where you guys uh, land. Uh, in the next uh, couple months and then in the years forward. So good luck with it. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on potentially for another talk uh, once you're you know, at the next stage.
0: Hopefully so. Jeremy, thank you. Right. It was a pleasure.
1: It was my pleasure and have a great day. You too. That's a wrap.